0: Hey, I'm Grace and I'm the host of this podcast, She Builds Me Up. She is my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe and let's build something amazing together. This is where we uplift one another, we let our guards down, we invest fully in one another, and we become stronger by doing so. Together, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty of this weird world of adult friendships. We're going to combat our challenges and have fun while doing it. Okay, we are back, and I'm here with my good friend Brielle, Brielle Evans, and today I was just going to tell you guys real quick about a Galentine's party that I co-hosted with some of my friends at my it's a group I'm in called side by side it's for Christian women for Christian women that are doctor wives anyway I just have to tell you that adult women I think enjoy getting valentines from their girlfriends just as much if not more than elementary school kids Brielle would you agree with this
1: 100% (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I did a Galentine's last year that Brielle attended, and um, I just have to, I, All I did was I just made Valentine boxes for everyone. I put their names on them, and I told everyone to bring Valentines, and it was just like a huge hit. It like, was
1: like I left on a high, you know. Yes, and I rode yes. that high for a couple of days. And I'm
0: just realizing that like Valentine should be more geared at women mm. with other women, like giving each other Valentines, than their husbands. Because like, let's be real, a lot of times those husbands. <laughs> sometimes you just have to you have to nudge them <laughs> those expectations because <laughs> i've always loved valentine's day and by the time this airs valentine's day will be over but valentine's day at the moment is on friday mm-hmm. so anyway um i would encourage all of you ladies out there to throw a galentine's party and literally the only planning you have to do is tell everyone to bring the valentines and people will be so pumped about it i have my little bag of goodies today and i'm just been like. Reveling in it all day. So, (laughs) anyway, um, Brielle and I met about four years ago when I moved to Danville. And I am interviewing all my Danville friends first because they're in close proximity to me. So it kind of just works out that way. But we connected pretty quickly because we both, well, because she's awesome, obviously, but also because we both served, no, we didn't serve, we went to Israel on a study abroad. She did the semester before me. And so just our love of Israel, our love of falafel, all of that. Everything. Everything. We had falafel together the other night. It's it was so fantastic. Good. So good. Just a little piece of home. So anyway, I consider Israel my second home now because of that. So we are talking today about a topic that is very close to my heart. And I when I thought about talking about this, a Brielle Brielle actually inspired me wanting to talk about this because I feel like she's very good at this. At least we are good at it together. We'll say that. And there's a saying in our church that's called mourning with those that mourn. And, um, I think it's all about just being there for one another when times are hard. Um, and so I just, to open it up to Brielle, I was just going to ask, like, why do you think we're talking about mourning with those that mourn in relevance to, adult female friendships and why are tears because often mourning is in relationship with crying obviously now that everyone cries I'm a crier you're a crier so we've got <laughs> yeah, tissues on the table everyone <laughs> um, but just why do you think that we would talk about this
1: um, yeah no I think it's super important I think it boils down to like two things for me it's vulnerability and connection which can i think be talked about in the same way but i think they're also separate but just it's important to be vulnerable it's important to like be our real selves and to um have have conversations that are real and meaningful with people but i think also like connection we we all need it's like a basic human need To connect with other people yeah and so like that's why we mourn with those that mourn is to be real and to connect and to fill those those needs and to help people along the way
0: like right right absolutely 100% agree when I had Brielle send me stuff for this episode I um she sent me like her thoughts and one of the things that she says was it says mourn with those that mourn it doesn't say mourn and motivate those that mourn or mourn and have pity on or mourn and judge or anything of that nature. Just mourn together intentionally. And so I kind of want to get in, like, what does it look like? Because I know this is something that everyone does where we want to motivate people, we want to have pity on them, we want to judge them. Like, what does that look like when we're doing these things as opposed to just mourning with those that mourn?
1: Yeah. Um, so I you know, was thinking about these and definitely I'm... guilty of doing these things so I don't want anyone to feel like I'm just you know preaching here because I'm definitely (laughs) working on this um but I think so something that came to mind with like mourning and motivating so I've my grandma recently passed away and I just really thought it was interesting the responses that I would receive were some some of which like I told grace I told you and you just cried with me you know mm. like literally cried and literally. just said like yeah I'm so sorry that is so hard you know just just validated and shared that with me um whereas like I I found a lot of people responding I think this is and again I've done this is just to say like I'm so sorry but at least you know you'll see her again
0: yeah
1: and it was just like it's it just is kind of like a yeah, I'm sorry. Like that's hard, but let's think about this and let's motivate you to like look past what you're going through right now, right? And focus on something that's better or that could take the pain, like not take the pain away, but just right. kind of like Alleviated. ease it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think like that's that's one example of like motivating. Um. Let's see when like with pity, I think like the basic thing there is just like the undertone. It's yeah. just kind of condescending, mm-hmm. um, just like suggesting inferiority. And I, I don't think it's intentional a lot of times, yeah. but I think it comes across that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, for example, like if I'm if I'm saying to somebody like I just I'm feeling lonely um, and, and sometimes the response may be like, I am sorry that you're feeling lonely. I know you're so busy, but maybe you can come to book club and maybe you can come to the park play date this week and maybe that will help. And mm-hmm. it's kind of this like, yeah, those are good suggestions, but in the moment, that's not that's mm-hmm. not what I needed. You know, yeah. like mourning with those that mourn in that moment would just be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I feel lonely sometimes too. Yeah. Um,
0: and Are I, there
1: certain situations or right. times? Like, you know, just delving deeper into it, just asking them rather than saying like a comment that makes you feel like you know well when when things like that happen then I kind of think like oh you're right like it is my fault I'm not I'm not maybe making those social interactions happen or you know like so it kind of comes across as like condescending a little bit
0: Well, when we were talking about this before we started recording and just this idea of like you put yourself up on this pedestal where you're like I'm sorry that you down there haven't had your life figured out. Me up here, I never feel loneliness, and I never have insecurities. And I, you know what I <laughs> right, mean, right. like and
1: and you're not you're not allowing that connection. Yes, you're just saying yes. like, oh, I'm so sorry, but kind of did that yeah, to yourself. Yeah, there, you know what I mean. people thing. pick
0: up on that. Oh they yeah, really do. Oh
1: yeah, and that's and it just it shuts them down. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely,
1: and I feel like that kind of goes along with like like mourning and judging others too. Is yeah. like. Um, I don't, I don't know. So like an example I thought of was just, um, things I've heard people say is like, I feel so overwhelmed, like trying to keep up on life, Yeah, you know? And then I, I've heard the response before, like, I'm sorry, like you, you have so much to handle by yourself. Like you should make your husband step in more and do more. And mm, it's just kind of yeah, like this okay. judgment <laughs> of like your yeah. husband doesn't do enough mm-hmm. And there's this underlying tone of like my husband does, and you need to make your husband do more. And it's just Mm -hmm. like this judgment, where like that's not really that. I mean, maybe that's part of the issue, but that's not really the issue. Like the issue is like feeling overwhelmed. And that just makes you you feel worse. Yeah, right. Like that's not that's not mourning. No, it's not. Yeah. You just need to
0: kind of refocus, get back to the root of it. Right. I don't know. Right. And then I love that you said that you want to just mourn together intentionally. Um, I pick a word for the year every year, and my word for this year is intentional. Oh, so I, I didn't love even that. Know of course, that. yes, Ooh. yes. And so, um, I just—what exactly would you say it means to mourn intentionally?
1: I think, um, I think for me, it just means that you allow yourself to sit in those feelings with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, you allow yourself time to process whatever that person's telling you and to just like just ask questions to like allow yourself to feel the emotions genuinely Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that um may come to mind or that you that you may think that they're feeling and just just like just sitting in that just allowing yourself time to not just brush through it Mm. and disregard it um, because it's something very real to them if they're opening up and talking to you about it like it's obviously real yeah and so um i don't want to say acting but like handling it mm-hmm. and accepting it as something real and just allowing that to fully sink in right i think is is a great way to be intentional about it just like remembering remembering to stop and and just process more you know yes. just like I and be, I and be so...
0: willing to feel uncomfortable yes because I think so much of this and like I said we are not perfect at this but so much of it is you're just you're not willing to feel uncomfort yeah because it's like oh man well you know your grandma is you're still gonna see her again and you know yes. but it's like that takes away from I really miss her right now. Right. You know, and this hurts
1: right now. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Cause like, you know, you're going to see her again. Right. Like, and like, right. I know that, you know that, like, it's just one of those things. And like I said, I don't want people to beat themselves up if they're doing these things. Oh, cause totally. I do them all the time. Same. <laughs> like, Same. Cause a lot of times it's genuinely, we just don't know what to say. So we're like, well, at least this, like, yes. you know, and like, it's just, cause you feel like you need to fill this silence. Yep. Um, and so I just wanted to go over real quick, like, what are some things that we can do to better our ideas our, ourselves with mourning? You sent me a list of things that you felt were good things to do versus yeah. not good things to do, obviously. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, like, first and foremost, as cheesy as it sounds, is just to put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, easier said than done, right? But just to, like just try to understand where they've come from that, Mm -hmm. that makes them feel this way in this moment. Yeah. Understanding their past and their present and just what's gone into it to bring them here. Um, I think a big part too is asking kind questions with the intent to understand. So making sure you're not just asking questions to know the gossip or Mm -hmm. to like place judgment or to, you know, what compare yourself or whatever, like, it's just purely to understand and you're just kindly asking them. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't agree or even if you think they're crazy or right. whatever. You know, like, just yeah. being kind.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: And I think along with that, like, your tone and your body language are huge, too. It's like, so true. Even if somebody says something kind to me, but their body language and their tone are not really, like, telling mm-hmm. me that. And I don't believe it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So making sure you're, like, fully... committed to what you're saying right and if you're not then don't say it you know like
0: yeah yeah i mean absolutely
1: yeah um i think i mentioned like listening Mm -hmm. and i think that goes not just for your ears but your eyes too like i feel i feel like when i was compiling this list of things like i was just trying to think of how i felt when people talk to me and like Mm -hmm. how they mourn with me I think like people that really like look at me and pay attention to me, and mm-hmm. and you can see it in their eyes. You can tell when yeah. somebody's feeling what you're telling them. Yeah. Just by looking at them. You can. And so I think like it's not just like oh I hear you I hear you, but I'm also distracted on this. It's like Int- no I'm yeah. glued in. Mm-hmm. You're important to me. What you have to say is important to me. And you that's intentional. That. Intentional. Right. Yes. yes. Like you have to intentional. I mean, there's a million distractions all the time. Even oh, if there's yeah. only two people in the room, you yeah. know. Yeah. So intentionally putting your focus on them yeah helping them to feel heard yes. and not
0: and seen and you want to feel and hear them it's not yes. just you being like well this is something I should do yes so because you me, can see right through that let well, me well. look at you like I'm supposed yeah. to look and like put my ears up like I'm supposed to you know yes. what I mean like yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no it's so true though I mean it's so uh, easy to like sniff that out you know it is the insincerity. it is
0: it totally is oh man um Um, one thing that I was thinking about is when you're wanting to mourn with those that mourn it's like I think something you just need to do is pay attention like because sometimes like with you I'll use you as an example because you're sitting in front of me and because this has happened with us like I'll just see you like at church or wherever and I can just tell because I love you and I know you well like there's just something wrong Mm -hmm. you know what I mean And to not just be like, oh, I should reach out to her and then not do it. Like to actually like, I would text you and be Mm -hmm. like, let's do lunch this week. Or can I come over? Do you want to come over? Whatever's easier. And like paying attention to people's cues. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's something that's important because if you don't pay attention to that kind of stuff, you're never going to put yourself in these situations where you get the opportunity to mourn. Yeah. And I think as sad as mourning is, because it's a sad word, like it's a joyful thing to do. Because you look back on those experiences and you're just like, you appreciate the closeness that it brought and like the intimacy and the like, I don't know, it just makes you feel Mm -hmm. better. Even though in the moment it's sad, like looking back, it's like, you know what I'm saying? No,
1: yeah, there's absolutely an energy that like comes from that. Yeah. Of having those experiences with someone that carries through for oh yeah who knows how long I mean like I you know I look back on things years ago Mm -hmm. where people mourned with me and like I still carry that connection I carry that energy still yes and so yeah I think it is it can be such a transformative thing that we can yeah take with us
0: and being afraid of it is not serving you it's just no you know um so if you had an example maybe so we can talk about real terms here of like when have when have you experienced mourning successfully meaning someone mourning with you and why was it so impactful for you
1: yeah um well so one of the first experiences that comes to mind when i think of this is when um i had a miscarriage um before i had my first child and it was really tough mm. and i um yeah it was really tough grace and i already talked this We're gonna probably cry on the show but (laughs) try to keep it together um it I I'm trying to gather my thoughts sorry I think when it happened it was such a sad thing for me yeah um to lose the child and then to then we hadn't told anyone we hadn't even told like our families yet we were kind of just waiting to surprise everybody and so then came the next hurdle of like, oh my goodness, like I, I can't go through this alone. Like right. I knew that. And right. and so I needed support, but I all of a sudden had to tell people, you know, yeah. and that was really intimidating. And I just remember a dear friend um, coming up to me and just saying like, are you okay? You look so sad to me and I just want to make sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. And of course, like it was like a day or two after um, I had had the miscarriage and I just broke down in tears, which if you know me, like I'm not usually like that. Like if I'm mm-hmm. I'm talking with someone, I will, but not usually in like a public place yeah, yeah. and like, you know, right. I don't know. So it was a little uncharacteristic for me, but, um, and I just told her like, no, I'm not okay. I just had a miscarriage and feeling really sad about it. Um, and she started crying too mm-hmm. and just gave me a big hug and just, um, started started saying things to me that I had never really heard people say. Like, she just was speaking so um, like positively, and she just would say things like, "This is so hard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You are going through a really hard time right now." Right. And she didn't ever say anything about herself. I knew because we'd been friends. I knew that she had had miscarriages too, but she never like brought up her own experiences. She never. Like, was like, oh, you'll get through it. Like, it's okay. You know, she never Mm -hmm. was doing any of those things we talked about. She just simply was there. Yeah. Just saying, like, this is really hard. Validating my feelings. Yeah. Helping me know that, like, that this is a normal response. Yeah. And it's okay to feel this. And she was feeling it with me. Mm -hmm. And I could tell that through her body language, through her words, through her Mm -hmm. intent. Like, she was there. And mm-hmm. she didn't care about anything else in that moment of just showing me that, like, she heard me. She, yeah. she could relate in the, even if she hadn't have had miscarriages, she could relate in the fact that she cared about me. Right. You know, and that, like, that was such a profound experience for me that I yeah. think about all the time. And, the, and, like, she continued to, like, show support and to, um like, still check in and, like, you know, yeah. like, like, still be a good friend mm-hmm. and still have those maybe hard conversations yeah yeah um but yeah that I don't know that really changed I think my view of mourning with those that mourn
0: right right I feel like I have a somewhat similar experience which was actually with you um when I was pregnant with my daughter I have two kids and so I was pregnant with my daughter and I found out that it was twins and I was so like overwhelmed <laughs> Because my husband works like 80 hours a week and like I'm so far away from family and like I struggle with I just am not a kid person like I love my own children but like just the idea of going from one kid to three kids was so just like oh my gosh <laughs> like and so when I told my one friend this was not you 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 come in later <laughs> but I told my other friend that um, I was having twins and she just immediately started crying. And, like, it was interesting because, like, I think most people, when I told them, they were like, oh, wow, that's so amazing. Like, oh, knock them two out in one pregnancy. That's awesome. (laughs) Which which I did feel those feelings as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like she saw me and she was just like, this is going to be really hard for you to have twins. Yeah, And I was like, yes, it is going to be really hard for me. Anyway, to make a long story short, I lost one of the twins at, like, 12 weeks, and it was just this really right after I'd finally accepted that I was having twins, of course. And it was just like one of the worst days of my life. You go in and you're like getting the ultrasound because with twins, they don't just do heartbeats, they have to do an ultrasound every time because you know there's you can't distinguish and stuff. And they couldn't find the other baby, and I was there for hours and I was going back and forth between all these departments and Flint. Came down with this horrible sickness, which he's never sick. And so, like, he was just, anyway, it was a nightmare. It turns out he had hand, foot, and mouth disease,
1: mm. which that was <laughs> so fun.
0: Yeah. And so I texted my friend after I finally got home, like four hours later, I was like, Can you please just text everyone that I've told? And I gave her the list that I've lost this baby and I don't want to talk to anyone. And Brielle, you texted me and was like, Can I just bring you dinner? I think you brought me dinner like a couple days later and a few people did too I'm not saying just you did this but like Mm -hmm. I just remember this moment where we were sitting on the swing outside my house because I was like don't get exposed to my child (laughs) with hand foot mouth (laughs) because you had a baby or I don't know how old he was at the time but and you just cried with me and I just cried and I just was like because all like the nurses were all like oh it's just so bittersweet you still have a baby isn't that awesome and I'm like so I felt like I couldn't grieve for the one baby that I lost that I'd seen the heartbeat multiple times. And like I had planned this life for twins. Yeah. And then it was just really special that like you came and you cried with me and I cried and it was just this moment. And mm-hmm. I, I think back on that moment a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like you said, you thought back on your moment a lot and there were other moments with other people, too, but, like, mm-hmm. I just specifically remember the swing of that ghetto house that we lived in. <laughs> I love that, yes. <laughs> um, and it's just so, it's impactful. It's, those moments stay with you, and mm-hmm. it's just, like, why are we avoiding these moments that are going to shape us for the rest of our life? Yes. You know, and like. And
1: add so much value to yes, our lives. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it's just, like. We're blessed to have moments like that, even though it's really hard. Right. In the moment. Right. Um, and so I just... What it get, comes down to is that the idea behind mourning with those that mourn, it's just about vulnerability, which we've talked about. Yeah. Um, and it's not just about crying. and not, It's not just about being like, oh, I'm going through a hard time. Hey, me too. But it's also about... Crying, being willing to cry over your own hardships as well with other people. So, like, I think that moment where I was mourning the twin, it was like I was opening up to you and then you were opening up to me. So, I think, like, what I want to talk about next is just this idea of, like, when you're mourning with those that mourn, like, sometimes you're mourning over your own losses and your own things that you need to be vulnerable about vulnerable about Mm -hmm. and so um it just goes back to this like we can't be pitying people because like we cannot be up on these stools because those stools are made of lies really Mm -hmm. like
1: (laughs) no yeah there's no it's like we're all on common ground right (laughs) And like
0: honestly like if you're if you're not willing to mourn your own things with people like you're not going to connect with people and honestly like You're being dishonest with yourself and with other people and not that you need to tell everyone all your stuff like that's not what I'm saying Mm -mm. but like look for those moments and for those special people where you can have that with you know what I mean and if someone's willing to be vulnerable with you like consider opening up your heart anyway so I was just thinking about like what do you think stops us from Doing that from opening our hearts From being the ones that need to be mourned with I guess yeah
1: I think Like the number one thing It all boils down to is just Fear Mm -hmm. and I think we Can put a lot of faces on that Um we can put up a lot of Guards and a lot of Like measures to protect ourselves From that but I think it I mean I could be wrong but I think just personally I think it all comes down to fear just Maybe fear of rejection or fear Of um
0: People like going too you. deep
1: or people judging you or, yeah. or fear of coming across a certain way yeah. or being, Yeah, uh, I think a big one for me is just fear of being like um, misinterpreted.
0: Yeah. You know, like how, yeah.
1: how I'm not able to like articulate the way I want to, or they take it a different way and I can't, I can't control that. And so that makes me right. scared to like share, you know?
0: Right. Right. So
1: yeah, I think it just, I think it all boils back to fear And so it is an act of courage. Like it does, it's not necessarily going to be easy to mourn with someone. right? Um, Whether that's like you mourning Mm -hmm. or mourning with someone else, I don't think it's
0: supposed to be easy. Right. Well, and I love what you said about how you hadn't told anyone that you were pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then you were wise enough at the time to know you couldn't go through it alone. Because I've had friends where they will not tell anyone they were pregnant, have a miscarriage and suffer for a very Mm. long time and grieve alone, and then finally when they're, quote, over it, they'll open up about it, yeah. you know? And you're just so sad because you're like... So I just I admire that you were brave enough to say, I need to tell people about this, you yeah. know? And, like, look at what happened. Like, it was yeah. sad, obviously, but, like, yeah. you have that moment that you still think about. I still think about and I'm yeah. sure you've had other and moments. And so many more. I yeah. mean, that's the yeah. thing is
1: once, once we told, like, even just, like, family and close friends, mm-hmm. it just... Like I, I just literally remember feeling like buoyed up mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. like kind thoughts and prayers yes. and like things yes. that people would say to me in ways that they would reach out. Yes, I just knew like I am not doing this alone, and it mm-hmm. brought so much peace and yeah. just, I uh, just love and yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, there's there's no reason to not
0: do no, that. There's not. <laughs>
1: Fear seems like a big reason. Face your fears, everybody. But it's not, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think for me, like, when I've, and I'll admit at this point in my life, I'm, I don't have a ton of fear with being open because I just am like, whatever. But in earlier days, and I still have fear, I shouldn't say that. But, like, I've learned that, like, it's okay to let people know that you're not perfect because spoiler alert everyone already knows that YouTube like slash, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. like I can post all these awesome pictures on Instagram <laughs> but we all know the truth like you know what I mean like it's just like why does it matter that people know this about me it doesn't but right. well, no like, they'll be perfect. like right yeah, they're just like no. and it's not your fault that you had a miscarriage or your mm-hmm. grandma died or like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and, mm-hmm. and it's if anything I would judge you more for not having a hard time with those things you know right right so you're already over this really horrible thing (laughs) that happened like okay good for you like (laughs) but it's just like we're robbing ourselves when we let fear get in the way which like i said facing your fear is so hard it's not easy right but it's worth it
1: well, and it kind of like I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Of like, I forget what is that line from We Bought a Zoo? It's like three seconds of insane courage, or it's like something. I have you seen, seen that? that? Never movie. seen it. All right. Well, hopefully, <laughs> listeners out there have seen it. But it's just something like that. Yeah. Like all it takes is just like a couple seconds of courage, oh, and like then all that. of a sudden you're like, if you start opening up, then you're you know, yeah, you're you're, you're there. It's Doors so true. open. It's true, and then you can just keep going, or you can stop if you want to. Yes. But that it, it's just kind of that. First part that's just like really hard. Once mm-hmm. you get there, and it still can be hard after. But I think that for a lot right. of people, when well, I feel like just, in
0: my life, like I love that you just. I need to watch that movie. It's now. good, yeah. It's but cute. like you face that fear for a quick second, and then people always have surprised me with how gracious and how full of love they are. Like yeah. almost every time, there's been those awkward times, and like. It's worth it to have a few awkward times to, like, have the, like, enriching, booing up, loving times. Yes. Because in general, people are so much more forgiving. They're so much less judgmental than you think they're going to be. At least the people that you choose to put in your life should be if they're the people that love you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I just think, like, think about your relationships with people and, like, why why should you fear? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When most of the time it's going to work out. So. Yeah.
1: And even if it doesn't, I feel like even if you do have an awkward experience, you at least know somebody else. Yeah. that you could go to and have the enriching experience you're looking for. Right.
0: So right. it's
1: never going to be like, oh, that's a total loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's still true. a learning experience. And even then, like I said, when I was like, you know, trying to think of ways that that I've experienced morning with mm-hmm. others, like, I, you know, I can think of good examples and bad examples. Like, I'm learning from it all. Oh, yeah. And so that's valuable, too.
0: Yeah. Even yeah. if it's
1: not perfect and what, exactly what you needed, like, it's right. still a learning opportunity to be better in the future.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when I asked Brielle for her thoughts on this, um, at towards the end of her little outline that she sent me, she's like, I feel like this connects really, it's not quite on topic, but it connects. And I actually think it's very on topic. (laughs) Um, It's just this point about it. Like when you're being vulnerable with people and you're like having these moments with these friends of yours that you're hopefully becoming closer with, it's not just about crying together and it's not just about you know mourning, but it's also about sharing in success. So if you want to talk a little bit about your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, Um, I think that, like mourning with those that morning is just a key step in sharing successes with others. And so if you know someone, if you know the struggles that they've been through or just their past or their present, whatever, if you know them, then you know, when they have a success, what it took to get there. Yes. And you know that there are hardly any successes in life that are not brought about by like blood, sweat and tears and Absolutely. hard work and, you know, losses and failures along the way. Mm-hmm. Like that genuinely, you know, there are there are things probably that most people experience every once in a while that yeah. just come. But most of the time, it's, it's worth great effort that they yeah. put in to get there. Absolutely. And so I think when you know that, when you see and you share those things personally mm-hmm. and you see those things in other people, then it makes when they have a success like so incredible and yes. so... Um, exciting and just relatable because mm-hmm. you've seen the journey. And even if you haven't seen it, maybe you've talked about it and you know the yeah. journey, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want, like oh, I keep yeah. thinking That's... about your match story. I don't know if you oh, want yeah. to Oh that. So
0: but... I'm going to, so I just feel like, and I, the story is hard to tell because it's hard to tell shortly, but I'll try. Mm-hmm. Um, when Ben graduated from medical school, there's this whole process, which I've talked about in earlier episodes, about, um, you put your, you get interviews and then you rank the people who interviewed you and they rank the people they interviewed and you get put in this huge algorithm and then like you match and you get told where you're going to go. This is for doctors, obviously. And we didn't match, um, which is like literally worst case scenario for like any medical student. It's Like that's what their biggest fear is is to not match. So we didn't match. We got sent to Danville for a one year program. Then we applied for the match again because that's like kind of the only way to get into residency. I mean, there are other ways, but they're just not as common. Um, And we were so sure that we were going to match and we didn't. So we went through another round, another year in Danville. We had to move and like because our rental was being sold and all this. And just our future was so just unsure. It was literally the most stressful time of my life because it was like I had no control because it was all. Then you know like yeah. and like I can't control them matching him or him doing a good job or right. not that I didn't think he was doing a good job but like anyway so yeah. like and I was very very open with a lot of people like it's not as many at first but as the years went on of this like I would write blog posts about it and I would reach out to friends and people who understood and it was just it was a bad time it was a dark time very stressful and i just was like i don't know what we're gonna do like we're in all this debt from medical school like what is gonna happen with this and i just remember the third time we applied for the match i just went in and this is i guess a topic for another time but i just went in being like no matter what happens it's gonna be okay and he did match and it was just this moment of like complete success like that is the definition of success right and Brielle, um, I had just had Dorothy, so you came over to bring me lunch or something, and just, I told you, I hadn't really told anyone else yet, and you just started crying, in the good way. <laughs> right. Happy tears. <laughs> Happy, Happy tears. tears. <laughs> and I just, rem- I still remember the look on your face, and the words out of my mouth are just like, the biggest stress of my life is over, like, I have finally found relief, like, this, it's over, like, I just couldn't believe that it was really over. And, like, it was just this sweet moment where, like, you were crying and I was crying. (laughs) Apparently we
1: do that a lot. And my kids are probably crying now.
0: (laughs) But to, like, and to take the story a step further, though, so then I finally announced on social media that he had matched. And, like, I just could not believe the amount of people that blew up my phone that day. Like, it was, like... Mm -hmm. A lot. It was a lot. I don't. I don't have a number on that, but uh, it was amazing. It was just this incredible, like hundreds of comments on social media, probably close to hundreds of texts, like phone calls, and it was just this really cool moment where like you felt like you were you had run a marathon, and like everyone at the end was like cheering for you. I've never mm-hmm. run a marathon. Probably never will. But Same. I imagine that it will feel that <laughs> way. <laughs> But it was just this really cool, and the reason I was able to experience that amazing, like, being buoyed up by everyone and just that love is because I was so willing to be vulnerable with people throughout the trial, yeah. the three-year-plus hardship, yeah. you know? Right. And I just, I'm a, I am have a very a strong, just, I guess, testimony that you need to share in your hardships because then when you have successes you can have a experience like that yeah absolutely I don't know if you have a similar experience yeah
1: yeah I um it makes me think like this past year like 2019 was a really hard year in a lot of ways for me and for my family and um at the end in December we went to visit my so my husband and our two boys we went to visit my brother and his family that they were living in Chile at the time Mm -hmm. And so we went to visit them for a couple of weeks and it just seemed, I think, like this dream vacation Mm -hmm. that I think it, I mean, obviously I loved it and it was a dream of mine to go. But um, I think it kind of, it it can be portrayed as kind of like a flashy, like, oh, we went to Chile. You know what I mean? Like here we are vacationing and doing these fun things. But I think to the people that, Know
0: mm-hmm.
1: what this past year has been like for me. Know that, like, I care so, so deeply about my siblings. Mm-hmm. And that having that time with my siblings was way more important than mm-hmm. anything we did in Chile. Right. Like, that topped my year off on such a high to like spend some great quality time with my siblings, you know, or like people, people don't, don't see necessarily like the sacrifices that went into making that trip happen. Like the, the monetary sacrifices, you know, the social things that we didn't go to so we could save up for that. Like, you know, just like all the little things that we sacrificed as a family. I mean, we took our two young children with us. So like, I mean, that in essence, is it wasn't a vacation. Like we didn't no. relax. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, I mean, I mean, we kind of did. he didn't have well, to do yeah. work. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. it also wasn't like your typical travel vacation because our kids were there and we wanted them there. But that was a sacrifice in a way, you know, right. to like use our time off in that way yeah. to build memories and to try and foster relationships with our kids and their cousins. And I don't know, I think like in to the outside world, that that trip could be portrayed as just a very like yeah frivolous and fun thing but to those that know and mm-hmm. that have been a part of my life and my journey yeah know that like it's so much more than that and so and so you and others that know that have just been like i want to hear about it tell me about it tell me about your trip and i know that you're not just asking for like pictures and the highlights although you want to see that because you care about me right (laughs) but you want to know also like how was that like specifically i think you asked me like how was that with your brother was Mm -hmm. that amazing to have that quality time you know and you just you're going deeper than what meets the eye
0: yes yes absolutely um I think at the end of the day vulnerability is so key in your successes, in your hardships, and your just the ups and downs of life and like I feel like I talk to so many women that they just can't get past the like friendly acquaintance connection with people Mm -hmm. and they just they struggle to know how do I make that jump into these this deep friendship you know what I mean and I actually I'm gonna do a whole another episode discussing that more in depth but like I think this is a good jumping off point that like vulnerability that's what it is that's what the difference is like you cry together like you love together you laugh together like it's in my intro like that's Mm -hmm. why I'm close to the people I'm close with is because I'm willing to be like, hey, my life sucks sometimes, and I'm not perfect at all, and, like, you still love me, and I still love you, and, like... We're going to go with it. We're just going to do this thing, like, you know? So I don't know. I don't know if you had any last, like, thoughts on, like, how vulnerability ties into connecting with other people and all that.
1: I think something that just came to mind was just the thought that um, we don't have to have all the answers, and we, we won't, and we shouldn't. Right. But I think that could maybe inhibit us from from going into situations like this, like if we, you know, if somebody, if you were to approach me and say like, I just lost a baby and, and let's say I hadn't had my miscarriage, I think I could easily just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And just kind of try to get out of the situation. Yeah. But I think what's valuable to me is even when people haven't been through what I'm going through Mm -hmm. and they just say to me, like I, when they actually say, I don't know how that feels exactly. I, yeah. Or I'm not exactly sure what to say right now. Right. That is way more valuable than some, like, pitch they could give me about, like, mm-hmm. being optimistic or, you know, yeah. like, yeah. just them saying, like, I actually, I don't exactly know how that is. Or I've had a similar experience, but I still i am not positive I fully understand, but I'm trying to. Right. Like, that's way more important than, than anything else.
0: Right. And I think that's where it comes in that, it is okay to ask people questions. Like if you're in that moment with someone where they're opening up to you, I think sometimes the fear stops us. Cause like, Oh, I don't want to pry mm-hmm. and I don't want to be like too nosy As, yeah. and all this stuff. But like people want you to ask them questions, mm-hmm. like from a genuine place of like, I love yeah. you. I want to understand kind. what you're going through. Cause I don't understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Not from this place of like, Oh, well like what happened? You know? Yes. And, and I think that that's the difference is like, it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to quote be nosy because like people want to talk about this stuff because like they don't have anywhere else to turn like yeah. anyway
1: and if they don't want to at least like i have no problem being like uh i'm not sure i'm not ready to talk about that just yet or yeah. you yeah know, like, or, you or don't just don't be vague to. with your answers yeah, like you don't yeah. have to answer right. it but at right. least you're asking and giving the opportunity right yeah. right
0: right um I just want to thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks for Um, having me. Yes. No, (laughs) I know um, it can be intimidating to come on stuff like this. And I'm still getting nervous before every episode. So I really appreciate your willingness to be vulnerable with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I am just grateful for your friendship and that we have this connection where we can cry together. Because it's like... Even when I leave Danville, or maybe you'll leave Danville, or who knows what will happen in the future. Like I, I'll i never forget moments that we've had together. So I'm just very appreciative of that. Um and I'll stop before I cry. Yeah, so stop before I cry.
1: <laughs> I feel the same way.
0: Anyway, um I yeah, I guess that's all for today. And I'll wrap it up. If you are enjoying what you're hearing on this podcast, either in this episode or other episodes, I would just encourage you to share these episodes with others as it inspires you. And I would really love it if you guys could go on into iTunes and leave me a review. That's what can most support me. And I've been so overwhelmed with all the support that I've received from so many friends and family. And I'm just so grateful that I've had the opportunity to do this podcast. If you want to follow along for updates for the podcast, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. My handle is at she builds me up. And there's also a link through Instagram where you can email me or you can always direct message me. I always love to hear from my listeners.